I think everybody needs to rewind that if they didn't hear it, because <laughs> that is the tax strategy perfectly executed. That is how you do it. What's going on guys and welcome back to the channel. You are here for tax strategies and me and my beautiful co-host are here to provide you with said strategies. We are myself, Kristen, and my personal CPA and co-host, Marit. We are here to talk about paying your children in your business. That's right. The first thing you need is a business to pay your children because you can't just have them do chores and then write it off on your taxes. Where are you going to write it off? So first key to paying your children, have a business, right? Second key to paying yeah, your absolutely. children, maybe make them do some actual work. What do you think, Kristen? You have a child do you, and you're a business owner. Do you pay your child in your business? Oh, heck yeah, we do. Um, my daughter is 11 years old, so she's actually at a really good age where I know you absolutely can pay your children when they're really young. A lot of people use the modeling. You know, I pay my kid to model on social media for advertising purposes, whatever. But my daughter is at an age where she is physically capable of, for us, she cleans snakes with Chris. So when it's time to clean the snakes, she's helping him. When it's time to feed the snakes, she's helping him. So she's actually able to do a lot of work with us. So we're actually able to pay her a substantial salary every year. It's wonderful when your kid is at an age that can physically do work. Yeah, I agree. I'm really actually glad you brought that up because I saw just the other day, I have this little caddy accountant chat with these other CPAs where we look at influencers who will post tax advice and then we say caddy things about them in the chat. And he had sent me one about this girl who was saying how she had written off all this stuff. She was like, I paid my children the full standard deduction. I mean, this year, I think it's 14,006 for 2024. But, um, in my business and then the comments people asked how old are your children she said three and five and they do modeling for my instagram and i looked at her instagram and like i saw her kids there but you're you're right about it needing to be a reasonable salary for reasonable work that they actually do that you document because you know i think it's kind of a stretch to pay the full standard deduction um to pay your three and your five-year-old $14,600 to do modeling. Maybe, maybe you can do it, but it's something you want to be careful when you're paying your children in your business. I mean, to pay your 11 year old, do you max it out right at the top every year or? No, I don't. Um, she's probably around like a little over $10,000, but I also keep a log of when she's doing work. And at the end of the year, I look at it and I know that you know, this is kind of where she's going to be for next year. And I let her know, she knows that she's making money. She knows that um, she's contributing, we'll get into that later, but contributing to her retirement at such a young age. And she wants to work. This kid like loves to work. And what we do is fun for her. She, it, we got into snake, the snake business because of her, let's be honest. So, <laughs> so when I tell her like, okay, it's time to go to work. She's right there ready to go so it's very exciting i love but that to yeah. answer your question there's no way she's gonna make fourteen thousand six hundred dollars 
you know, in cleaning snakes. There's no way. That amount of money I'd have to give her for her hourly wage would be ridiculous. Right. And I think that's a very good thing, a good point to make is let's look at, you know, the other minimum wage in the area. Let's kind of try to do a reasonable salary for our children. Another tip yes. that they really like to give out, the tax practitioners like to give out, it's really pretty important, is that you want to establish a bank account for your child and you want to actually pay your child consistently into their personal bank account like you would for any employee that you're hiring, because then that shows to the IRS that you know a one big lump sum at the end of the year i've read court cases and th seen things where it really hurts the taxpayer in terms of having the deduction allowed like a big lump sum at the end of the year it just doesn't really help substantiate that this is someone who's doing work and is getting paid mm -hmm. like an employee yeah that paper trail is huge and if you have a paper trail throughout the year that's going to just support that your child is actually doing work for you because if they're doing work for you, they deserve a paycheck. Right, and I mentioned, do you pay them up to the standard deduction? And I do feel like people kind of don't understand this whole paying them up to the standard deduction thing. So maybe we need to dial it back in terms of a couple of the golden basic rules of paying your child in your business. And number one is that the business needs to be a fully owned either partnership or 100% owned by the parent for this to work, right? You can't be in a partnership. Me and Kristen can't do a partnership and then we both pay our children out of our partnership. Or if I have an S corporation that's now a separate entity from me, there's gotta have to be a different way I'm gonna be paying my children. And the reason why people are doing it up to the standard deduction is because if you don't make enough to meet the standard deduction, you don't have to file a tax return. The standard deduction would wipe it out. So there's a lot of things to consider here, a lot of things that you need to kind of figure out before you implement this strategy. It's a lot more complex than they make it sound on social media. Yeah, I mean, you just have to make sure, like we always say, you need to have a good tax strategy in place and know that you're doing everything by the book. Like in this particular case, make sure you're paying your child, you know, whether it's biweekly or um, monthly, I do biweekly and it helps me keep track of it. And I don't want to cut her a check for $10,000 at year end. That stinks seeing that come out of the bank account. I want to do it, you know, progressively throughout the year. It's nicer in my account and she sees it going to her account, which is kind of nice. Yeah. And it's from one business account to another bank account. And so, mm -hmm. you know, that's, and then your child, now it shows that they have the money and what are they doing with it? Are they paying for their sports? Are they contributing to their Roth? and it's coming out yeah. of their bank account. So then there's no commingling of the funds, which is a big deal when you're in business. You want to make right. sure it's separate. So that's a really good point you just made. So when you're paying your kids, now they have this active income and they have their own bank account and they want to get into, for my daughter, we have gymnastics, we have volleyball. Um, sometimes she wants to go shopping and like this kind of money, it's like, well, you know what? You did work we'll go to the mall and I'm going to let you spend some money today. Or I don't pay for her gymnastics. I don't pay for her volleyball. That comes out of the account that's set up for her. So I pay her and then she has her bank account, which I have linked to a debit card in her name. And that goes to pay for all the things that, that she, all the activities that she gets into. 
So it doesn't come out of my personal pocket anymore. It comes out of her personal pocket. I think everybody needs to rewind that if they didn't hear it, because that <laughs> is the tax strategy perfectly executed. That is how you do it. None of this sloppy like, oh, I'm going to say that I paid my kid at the end of the year, but I didn't and I'll, and I'll do it or I'll do a big transfer at the end of the year. And I have, I mean, Kristen has documentation. She pays her child bi biweekly at Roth or do her own, you know, gymnastics or whatever. It's absolutely perfectly executed. And that's everything that you need to get it done. And she also mentioned that her daughter is 11. So she's well under the age of 18, which means she's not going to be required. Kristen, as the employer, isn't required to withhold that FICA tax, it always comes up. It's always a thing we talk about. She's not required to withhold that and she's not required to pay, pay FUDA, which is federal unemployment tax because her child's under 18. So that's right. why it's such a good strategy for those younger children. But even when they're older, that's when it kind of starts to shift. You now have to pay the social security and Medicare, but you still don't have to pay the FUDA. And then moving forward, all tax, all self-employment tax must be paid. And you're going to have to 1099 your child if you wanted to deduct the expense when they're over that age. You're going to have to pay the self-employment tax. But this is where people are like, okay, then I won't pay my child anymore because now they're over the age of 18 and, and you know, there aren't any tax saving, savings. This is where you need yes, your you tax advisor. you said a magic advisor. word. What you is it? You said a magic word. Expense yeah. this is a business expense. Yeah. So if I'm paying my daughter, even number $10,000, and I made $100,000 in my business, that $10,000 comes right off the top and I have a $10,000 expense. So, and then obviously everything else, but $10,000 is a hefty expense to write off, just paid my kid and my kid is paying for all of her correct extracurricular activities. I'm not even paying them. So that's more money not coming out of my pocket. Yes. And if say if they're 20, you're still helping your 20 year old child, right? They yeah. still need some help. And, you know, people will be like, well, I don't want to issue them a 1099. They're going to have to pay self-employment tax, which they will. That's true. But when we look at the income bracket shifting, it might still be worth it because your income bracket is going to be a lot different than your daughter's at 20 years old. You know, you might oh, be, yeah. you know, just a lot higher. And then she is still going to get her standard deduction. So in terms of federal mm -hmm. tax, she's going to be able to probably wipe out most of it. The tax difference versus you paying it and her paying it. I mean, obviously every situation's different. You want to crunch the numbers with your CPA, but it's not something that I would just recommend saying, okay, now they're not 18. So let's not do it. That strategy's out. It doesn't work. It still works. And there's even strategies that you can do for paying nieces and nephews. You just have to do a little bit more work on them. And that leads me to my next point. Kristen, you have an S corporation. So how the heck are you yeah. paying your daughter? You can't pay your daughter directly from your S corp. That's one of the rules. It's only if you're no, a I sole can't. prop or a husband wife partnership with an S corp. I mean, you can pay her, I guess, but you're going to have to pay the FICA. You're going to have to issue her a W-2. You treat her like a normal employee. So how do you get around that? Yeah. yeah. So actually I have myself and my husband are on payroll. Like we are officially on payroll with the S corp. But for my daughter, I have what is called a family management company. And with that, my S corporation cuts a check to the family management company and my family management company is what actually pays my daughter. 
And up until last year, um, the family management company was handled more as a sole proprietor. I didn't have a tax ID assigned to it. It was a very clean pass-through. It's still a pass-through account, really. But it's my paper trail, and the money goes from the family management to my daughter. Well, last year, I made a very exciting decision. I decided that it was time for my daughter to start contributing to a Roth IRA. And I was really excited about that. But that brings up more kind of legal issues. She needs to have the W-2 income and or earned income, but W-2 income in this situation. So I needed to turn my family management company into an actual entity with the IRS. So we did that last year and my daughter was able to contribute I believe it was was it 6000 last year I think it was 6500 for 2023 um so she's actually made two years worth of contributions into a Roth IRA now and my family management company which like I said is a legal entity issued her a W2 but because she's under she's making under the $14,600, she doesn't have to file a tax return. Right. It's the best of both worlds. And if anybody's confused about why she had to um, get a tax ID number, it's because you can't run payroll without an EIN, right? That's the federal tax mm -hmm. ID number. So in order for Kristen to run payroll and give her daughter this W-2, she needed to have the EIN. And the reason why she even needs the W-2 is because in order to contribute to the Roth, it's got to be earned income and she has to have some sort of paper trail. We keep saying paper trail, but documentation is so important. She needs some sort of paper trail to show the IRS and you know anybody who's concerned that her daughter earned the income. Her word at this point, when it comes to contributing to a Roth, and in this case, it's a custodial Roth because it's her daughter's Roth. It's you know, she's yes. still the the top dog in the whole thing. But um, yeah, you need to be able to say she has a W-2. Here's her earned income. We have the paper trail to prove it. And it's a little more work, but that's what we do, not only for tax strategy, but also set up our children for future success and investing and opportunities. It's great. Yeah, it's amazing. And I know when they get to a certain age, like they said, my daughter's 12 now, she gets excited about it. When I show her, you know, what she's going to have when she's at retirement age, yeah, it's like a million years for her at this point. And it sounds like it's forever away, yeah. but these years go by fast and we're setting her up for success and she's excited. So that, that speaks volumes for what we're doing for her. That does. And there are really cool stories out there, you know, of clients that I've talked to where their children turn 18 and all of a sudden now they have money in this investment account and they're able to start doing things with it themselves. Like you can, if you can self-direct your retirement account, again, they're still not going to have access to the money without paying the early withdrawal penalty. Right. That's not the point. The point is then they have a good chunk by the time, you know, they get into adulthood. And if you've been educating them, which I think is so important, I'm actually writing a book about educating younger people with their finances, because I think it's so important that as you start really entering your adult life, you have these tools to not just, you know, earn and keep some money, but do some really cool things that you know that's in your forte, you know, that you understand flipping or investing in the metaverse or whatever it is. Now you have that money inside your retirement account to grow 
and you don't have to start from scratch, you know, at your, at your job that you have when you're 20, it's not your career, you're trying to put into your Roth, you don't have it. No, you are set up to really get going and grow it bigger how you want and continue your own personal education about just, uh, being a young millionaire. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And it all starts with paying your kids a salary to your business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And getting Start the deduction <laughs> for you. So it's a win-win. Yeah. Where does it end? I think yeah, that, I mean, I, they're, they're walking, talking deductions on, yeah. you know, our, our individual tax returns at the end of the year, but they're walking, talking expenses <laughs> for your business as well. I think the only thing, and I said it at the beginning and I will say it again, is structure matters. Documentation matters. The way that you're paying them matters. Words matter when it comes to the IRS or the tax court or anybody who, you know, people will say, I've actually seen this on comment threads, uh, you know, videos where they talk about paying your child and people be like, that's tax evasion and you can't do that. And it's illegal. And it's like, it is not. There's a difference between tax avoidance, which is perfectly legal, and tax evasion, which is illegal. This is a tax avoidance strategy that is legitimate. They actually want you to employ your family members, you know, employ your children, you build your business, better the economy, but it comes with the price, just like the S Corp comes with the price, just like all advanced strategies, tax strategies come with the price of having the processes in place and really doing the documentation. Because without that, you could say it until you're blue in the face and they don't care. They will take that deduction away from you. So if you guys have any other questions, make sure you leave them in the comments down below. We will definitely hit on this topic again because it is definitely a special one. Make sure you're subscribing to the channel and we will see you guys next time.